Welcome back everyone to the podcast and I am very passionate about today's topic which is career development and the top five ways to advance in your career. So as someone who is obsessed and has been obsessed with career development and professional development for many years, probably since the age of 16 when I first started working, so it's been 11 years now, and I've always taken it seriously. I've always been a career-minded woman, and I love sharing my journey, my advice, and my experience, kind of tips and tricks too for other younger professionals and students especially. So I do speak at the University of Wisconsin-Madison as a guest speaker every semester as well on this topic. So I talk about career development and branding, personal branding, which is something I wanted to talk about today as well. So let's get right into it with number one, your network is your net worth. So I will die on this hill. I talk about this all the time, especially with students when I go and speak at the university. You need to get comfortable with networking and you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that is the only way that you will grow, especially in the industries such as finance, uh, so financial services, sales, real estate, tech, even probably the medical field, which I'm not too familiar with because I personally work in the financial industry. But networking is such a key skill and it doesn't come naturally to everyone. It did not come naturally to me. So Five years ago when I was in school and I had career fairs, I would not go because I was so afraid of small talk. I just didn't know how to introduce myself, what to say. They talked about the elevator pitch. I'm also someone who's in my head a lot, so I was really an anxious person at the time. Not that I'm not today, but I really let that get to me and I avoided going. I didn't know how to make myself stand out. I was like, what's the point? There's going to be so many other students trying to get interviews and internships and things like that. So I just avoided it. And because of that, I probably lost out on a lot of different opportunities, which is fine because, you know, you live and you learn. And I've, I've made my way to where I am today to be able to speak to other students and young professionals in their career. But I do think that the only way that I did a complete transformation and became someone confident who walks into networking events excited and actually looks forward to them has a lot to do with my mindset. So your mindset is the key. So if we're talking about a networking event that is, you know, with people you don't know and you're going into it, instead of thinking like, I have to do this in order to get a job and this is so awkward for me because maybe you're more shy and you're just starting out after college or in your career or even, you know, you're in your late 20s or in your 30s, but you're trying to make new connections, it is so important to go into it with the mindset of, I get to meet so many new people. So the one thing I did especially moving to a new city, so you might have moved after college and etc. You also get to meet new people that could end up being in your social life. You know, it doesn't have to be just work related. You don't have to go in with the mindset of I need to meet someone who will get me a job because it might not come that fast, but you're expanding your network and your 
circle in the sense that you can meet people that are doing something completely different and it'll open you up to new ways of thinking. For me, I've talked about it in previous episodes that I'm not really fulfilled in the position I am today. I'm a little bit maybe lost in what direction I want to go next, but networking events that I've gone to recently, I've met so many people in marketing, in sales, in real estate, and we're just talking about the industry. We're just talking about their experience and it helps me think differently. It gives me even new ideas. I'm like, is this maybe a passion of mine? I see how they've come to do it, their journey, and it's more inspiring. It's inspiring. It's fun. It doesn't have to be kind of stiff. And there are plenty of networking events out there that are more social, are maybe internal to the company that you're at, and offer kind of a different vibe but it's again so important to go in with that mindset and another form of networking is coffee meetups so I talk about this too I have done so many coffee meetups and lunch meetups with people like introduction meetings and they haven't necessarily ended up in a job, but they've ended up in new ways of thinking, in new connections, in new inspiration, and feeling connected to more people. So one thing I urge you is don't be afraid to reach out to somebody on LinkedIn, to reach out to somebody internal to your company, let's say if you want to make a move, and ask them, hey, I'm looking to make a move into, let's say, from sales to product. Um, Can we meet 30 minutes? I want to learn more about what you do. That's the exact thing that I had a woman do a few weeks ago. She was a bit younger. I think she had just finished the same university as me and she reached out because she saw we were working at the same financial institution in corporate. But she said, hey, I want to learn more about product management and move into that a bit more. So, And we had a 30-minute coffee chat in the lobby where she asked me questions about the role and we just kind of talked about our own journeys and made it fun and lighthearted. Like it doesn't have to be scary. And when you go into these meetings, don't have 21 questions prepared. Don't go into it being like, I need to interview this person, get everything I can out of them. Like, yes, they're you're obviously meeting them for a bigger purpose, like for them to help you. And because they're meeting with you, they want to help you. But go into it just listening. Practice your listening skills and being present instead of like missing the whole conversation and thinking, what can I ask them to get the most out of this? Because yes, that is important, but the more present you are and the more that you go into it kind of having an idea of what they do and what the purpose of the meeting is, listen to their journey, listen to what they do. And if you're present the ideas and the questions will naturally come to you. Questions that are actually important to you, not just 21 questions because nobody likes to be, I would say, interviewed. And I think it adds a lot of pressure to you when you network because it gives you a bad idea of what networking might be. So if you go into it thinking, I'm just connecting with other people, I'm connecting with other humans, I'm learning what people do in... Like, let's say I live in Chicago, so I have networked the past three years so much, both within my company and outside of my company, events inside the company, events outside the company. So 
I've met tons of people. I hear about their companies. I hear about their journey. Like some people have totally switched careers. And I hear about, you know, people in marketing where let's say I want to move into marketing and I'm like, oh, maybe that does interest me. Maybe it doesn't. You also get to be inspired by their journeys and feel more connected on a human level. And I think that is what will make networking less of a scary activity and something that you actually look forward to. So moving on to number two, your personal brand. This is something that I love to talk about because it is so important these days. And if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on social media, you probably know how important it is. If you are in the financial industry, tech, real estate, a lot of the ones I mentioned earlier, your LinkedIn is such a valuable tool for networking. So when you meet people at events and like I had an event last week that wasn't even related to career networking it was something in the community an Albanian event but I met so many professionals obviously in different industries and I was able to connect with those people on LinkedIn where we can continue talking where I can see what they're up to you know organizations that they're a part of which to me is really important and that's another thing about personal branding your personal brand is what people think when they think of you For me, I've used LinkedIn as a tool to talk about personal development, career development, and really kind of put out my creativity and writing in what makes me passionate. So outside of my nine to five, I speak about things that matter to me. And that's probably, or hopefully, what I'm known for too, is, you know, being career oriented, personal development, and things like that. So... It allows you to be more than just a resume of job experiences that you've had. It allows recruiters, employers, hiring managers, and other people that you connect with across the board, across the world, to know who you are as a person, which will set you apart a lot. So I'll give an example. I had an interview with a company recently, and... One of the things that the hiring manager noted was how much he loved my LinkedIn, which was a huge compliment for me because I I am very active on LinkedIn and I do pour a lot of my passions and my thoughts into some of the posts. And I talk about my family uh, growing up as an Albanian immigrant and I post about what makes me passionate about work and my career based off of, of the adversities and struggles that we've had as well as when I speak to the universities and I go speak to students, I'll post about that and I'll post about what I've talked about. So when people see my profile, recruiters see it, it's not just, oh, this is the position she works in. This is who she is. This is who she's or what she's passionate about. And they'll remember that more. So again, this hiring manager actually even reminded me and I appreciated that. He reminded me to speak more about these passions because sometimes we get in our heads about I think imposter syndrome and all that and we want to downplay it downplay our passions downplay ourselves putting ourselves out there but he reminded me how important that aspect of my personal branding was that's the reason i put it out there in the first place is i love talking about it it's who i am and that's what sets me apart that's what maybe made him and other people other hiring managers remember me and see that i have more to offer in terms of soft skills 
and empathy and passion and things like that that will make a great employee. So if you don't have your LinkedIn yet, highly, highly recommend using that, especially to find jobs as well. You can see who the recruiter is sometimes, the hiring manager. You can find people within the company. The woman that found me at my company, she looked on LinkedIn at at people who graduated from the same university that work at the same company, and she was able to find me. So it's a big tool that will benefit you in making connections and leveling up in your career. Whether it's leveling up now, leveling up in the future, you need to do the work now to really build that foundation. And so people will know you, they'll wanna work with you. If you're in the creative industry, you'll be able to connect with people that you can partner with. And I had somebody reach out from across the world who was like, I love what you're talking about. I love what you represent. And he kind of did the same thing like with coaching and was in Madison. So we connected. We just had a Zoom and we talked about our passion for personal development and how he's come to do what he does, where I am in my life and what I want to do in becoming maybe a, a personal development coach and things like that. And really like what inspire us and we stay connected. So again, such an important tool. If you don't have it already, please put it together If you do have it and you aren't very active, please start using it. Start posting, start connecting with people that you meet, add them on LinkedIn. It's today's form of, hey, can I get your number to stay in contact? It's LinkedIn. So highly, highly recommend. And then number two, or I'm sorry, that was number two. Number three is your resume. Unfortunately, I don't think LinkedIn has replaced the resume quite yet because I have used my resume so many times in job applications, but recruiters do look at it a lot. So your resume still needs to be very tailored to your specific skill set and needs to look presentable and needs to be concise. And there are so many free resources out there to help you with your resume writing and tell you what the best tips and practices are, how long it should be. It shouldn't be four pages. It should probably be less than that, especially if you're just starting out after college within probably five years of work. It might still be one page, if not two page max. So these are the things that recruiters and hiring managers look at because it's the first thing that will get through to them. But I think this is where it goes hand in hand with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the extra step that can really get you past the automatic resume scanners and get you into the hands of a recruiter and hiring manager so you can at least have that interview and talk to them. And if you want more tips about how to do that, I can always make another episode regarding that as well. But your resume does need to be tailored and it does need to be updated. It needs to have action verbs and all that and really be something that speaks to your experience overall and highlights the skills and maybe the summary of who you are as as a professional what you're doing what you want to do and then number four which I think kind of goes hand in hand with number three again but number four is marketing your skills as transferable I talk about this all the time too so I was previously in sales and I'm now in product management 
The role that I'm in required five years of product management experience, and I had none. I had none. But I was able to sell myself, sell my experience and my knowledge and skill set, and be able to convince the hiring manager and the team that I was interviewing with that I can do this. Everything that I've learned up until now, whether it's project management in sales, my client relationship management. So even though this role does not deal with clients, I can take the same skills that I used with clients and being able to have strong relationships, cultivate those, and use those with internal stakeholders because internal stakeholders are also people. They're just not clients. They work with us at the bank. But you need to be able to show them that you are a quick learner. Adaptable is huge. And show them that in your interview. Tell them how your experience in other roles can relate to this new role. How you use project management from, let's say, uh, a banking position in sales because you're multitasking all day. You're handling a lot of different requests, client management, book of work, growing your book of work, things like that. Where in product management, I can use that to carry out strategic initiatives and projects because I have that time management, project management skill. So I know there's more examples than that, but those are just a few that I could think of at the moment. But really marketing yourself as transferable. And again, when a job post says you need, let's say, five years of something, 10 years of something, do not shy away from applying. I think there is a statistic out there that says like men apply for jobs that they're 50% qualified for, but women, unless they're 100% qualified or something like that, they won't apply. Those numbers are kind of skewed, but I don't know the exact statistic. And it goes to show that women hold ourselves back a lot because we think we need to have all of the qualifications. If we don't have something specific, we won't apply. So get out of that mentality. Shoot your shot. If you have at least 70% of the skills And it doesn't have to be exact skills. Again, you could use so many transferable skills to make your case that you should still apply. But then obviously getting to that next step, that next, that interview and getting in front of a recruiter, that takes sometimes more work as well that you need to put in an outreach. So marketing your skills, very important. And Last but not least, what I call strategic outreach. So this one I love because over the years, I feel like I've been able to perfect it a little bit more with, I guess I'll speak to internal movement because I've been with my company for a bit over four years now and I've moved from sales in the field to corporate functions and internal movement is sometimes easier. So just because you can see the hiring manager and the contacts within your company. And I know a lot of people look at internal movement, so I'll kind of talk about that. So what I like to do if I have applied internally is I will reach out right away to the hiring manager, put the job title in the summary, and say, hello, I'm reaching out in regards to my interest of this position I just applied for, and I've been with this company for let's say four years, I am really looking to make a change into a more of a strategic role. And I believe that my skill set within 
sales, client relationships, and managing strategic initiatives, stakeholder engagement will make me a great fit. Do you have, would you be open to chatting later this week? And then if they reply, which they usually do, you can go ahead and set up a meeting on their calendar. And if you're able to do this in person, even better, because I think you can make more of an impression in person if you're able to do that. Just say, we're leaving it for the coffee shop in the lobby or somewhere nearby. Can I grab you a cup of coffee? Again, depends really on your circumstances, but also even a Zoom meeting, totally fine. I've done a bunch of those. I've done a bunch of phone calls and just being able to get in front of the hiring manager is a big step forward and puts you above hundreds of other applicants maybe that may may have applied already. So what I told somebody that I just met with is also don't attach your resume. So this might be controversial, but I think that hiring managers that tell you to attach the resume when you're reaching out to them are doing it because they don't want to waste their time. And I get that from their perspective. But as someone who is trying to get a new job, if that's you, then you need to be thinking about yourself too. So I recommend not putting your resume in there so they can't just scroll through it and be like, eh, she doesn't have that specific experience. But instead, leave it out, write the email like I just said, and allow them to meet with you in person, over the phone, etc., and hear about your experience, hear who you are as a person, your personality, and what your interests are. Maybe the experience is different than on paper where you can really explain what you do and again how those skills are transferable and your different passions or maybe your interest in this new role and how that aligns to what you want to do long term so strategic outreach also includes linkedin so i'll give an example where i i think added and connected with this woman that worked at a consulting company in chicago at a time where i was interested in pursuing consulting And it was a probably mid-tier boutique firm. I added a few people from there and I sent a note along with the connection request. And I said, hi, I'm really interested in pursuing consulting at this company that you work for. I'm hoping to connect maybe to learn more about your role. So don't go in just being like, hey, do you have a job available? But really just wanting to learn and connect with you to learn more about your role and experience at the company. So I connected with her. She told me a little bit about her role. And then that was forgotten until maybe a year later. And it wasn't till a year later where I was in more of a place that I I was actually actively looking for a job. And I remembered that I had her on LinkedIn. So I reached out and I said, hey, do you know any recruiters in the Chicago area, because I think she had moved to New York, but do you know any recruiters in the Chicago area specific to strategy consulting, management, marketing, etc. at your company? She connected me with a recruiter that she knew at her company for the Chicago area. I She made a warm introduction and that recruiter and I connected. We set up a time to talk and Right away, we talked about an open position, how much the salary was, the benefits, etc., the position itself, and was ready to move on to a interview round. Now, I made the decision to step back from that because I didn't think that the the specific company had the consulting type that I wanted. So that was my decision. 
but I had passed, surpassed already a lot of people that have applied for that job and contacted the recruiter and already spoken to her about being a part of the interview process, which not a lot of people have the ability to do because they don't even get to the interview round. They don't get past the resume scanner and things like that. So that was a huge help to me. And that just shows the power of LinkedIn and the power of connections and your network. So people willing to help that you maybe have not even met in person, but just that one connection and one thing that I did last year allowed me to get my foot into the door at that company, essentially. So those are just a few examples, but I really do think that all of these together are what's going to make you advance in your career. Whether it happens right away or whether it happens in a year, you have now established a network for yourself and opportunities sometimes will come to you because people then know about you. They know what you stand for. Again, personal branding. They know where to reach you and kind of keep an eye on you, By which maybe sounds creepy, but they will be able to see you on LinkedIn and what you're up to, what you're doing. And if you connect to a hiring manager that you had a few interviews with, but you maybe didn't get the job somebody else did, but you made it through a few rounds, which is a big deal, Connect with them on LinkedIn, stay connected, and they might post a year later, five months later, a new position, and they'll already know who you are. So if you send them a message on LinkedIn saying, hey, I might be interested in this position if it's still available, again, you're already surpassing so many other applicants. Maybe unfortunate, but it's the world we live in today where there are like hundreds, if not thousands of applicants for one job. So I know it's a hard job market, but hopefully this advice will help in one way or another. So thank you so much for listening today. And again, if you like this episode and this topic, please don't forget to subscribe and leave your comments below on what you thought of this episode. And I will see you all next time. (laughs) 